You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion, unwavering bias, brought to you uh, by the Diamantina Podcast Network. Great to be back for another week. Edward, how are you? I'm good. I'm yeah. well. All yeah. right. Now, straight off the top, got to get into it. So anyone that listened last week heard about Eddie with his, uh, what was explained to us was almost a catastrophic hamstring injury. Now, we obviously need to get an update for the punter and the dribbler. I'd, before you even start to speak, Eddie, I'm going to have to call out some bullshit on this injury, just out, just just from my own slight minor detective work, as, as, I would say, as I would put it. Now, again, if you remember last week, Eddie had basically snapped his hamstring. He had to be carried from the field. Wasn't sure if he was going to need to be airlifted from the ground. Mm. It was a, it was an awkward ground to sort of access, and yeah. a helicopter was potentially going to have to be brought in to get well, you Well, we out. weren't sure. We weren't sure. But, you know. We're, but, like, you know. It, we, it certainly wasn't off the table. No, exactly. It certainly wasn't no, off no, the no. table. Uh, the, the, the care flight chopper or whatever they were. Wasn't ruling it out. Uh, Such keep, was the pain I was in. Keep that mic a little bit further away from your mouth, I reckon, just because it's peaking a little bit on the receiver, Edward. Now, imagine my surprise after hearing mm. the 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 seriousness of the injury, Eddie. That I see that you've actually lined up the very next week with the team. You're yeah, in the photo. Up. You're drinking so, beers. Tremendous, tremendous amount of physio went into into week one. Yeah, really? Just to get myself ready for the game. Right. How much physio? Uh, lots of stretching. Okay. And icing. Personal, icing and stretching. Personal physio. Personal physio. I right. mean, look, we might be atop the heap, Tom, but I can't go around flashing cash on expensive physios. No, of course not. So, well, I mean, it sounds like you've got the remedy yourself. You don't need to. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting to. So, obviously... I have to play because it's a semi-final. Huge game. They needed you. They needed me. Right. I needed to to prove it to myself that I was, you know, that I was still young-ish. Right. Made of the right stuff. Made of the right stuff. Wanted to prove a point. Wanted to sort of, you know, give a, a bit, bit of a hero. Thing. Bit of a hero. Yeah, moment. but give a finger to, to old Father Time and go, uh, "Fuck yeah. you! You're not taking me yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. Okay." So I go onto the field. And I'm, I, but I was subbing a lot because I was still in a lot of fucking pain. I'll give you the hot tip. Oh, really? We don't, subbing a lot. Were you strapped? Wasn't strapped. No. But strapped mentally. Yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So subbing a lot, in a fair bit of pain. Um, by the end of the game, it was, it was pretty fucking touch and go. Uh, Benny Porter throws me a cutout ball. Nice little try in the corner, dance down the sideline. But when I went to down to put it out, like, went to ground it, it was really fucked. Had to go straight off, lay down, put her up. Put her up straight away. Pain. So it was, I was in pain, sort of hobbling around. Still managed to get over the line, though. Yeah, must barely have, fell yeah. over it. Well, it must have been an easy try, yeah. Fell like, ooh, yeah, cut our ball in space. Yeah. Anyway, that was try time. Yeah, yeah, But right. So the Bucks get the win, 5-2 in the semi, final next week. I'm obviously worried because I want to play the game of my life yeah. to try and get the W, try and get the, the you want, premiership. You want your Cooper Cronk moment. I want my Cooper Cronk moment, but also I want to be fit and firing yeah. if possible yeah. because as good as I am, it's hard to hide. And I was well, well, a hampered Eddie, I mean, like a full strength Eddie mm. is already somewhat of a liability to the team. So yeah. like so so an Eddie with a bad hamstring. That's right. That's right. I mean, look, with a bad hamstring at one try, what would I do if I'm, if you if had, I'm fit and firing? Yeah, who knows? So go away for a golf week on the... Golf, little golf week on the weekend, right? Yeah. And I don't know. How'd if you hit him? Terrible. All right. Okay. Not too bad. Uh, I think. Be, I don't know if, what it was. I don't know if it was God's nectar. It was on tap. We had tap beers. Oh, okay. Uh, which is you know important. Yeah, it's good stuff. We had good stuff. Uh, or it was me addressing the ball, stretching the hemis out while I'm sort of bending over to, to play your regulation golf shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punters, yeah. dribblers. Active recovery. But I've realised. 
as we're, you know, sort of marinating in piss at Golden Hour, um, you know, after a long, hard day in the hot sun playing golf, I've noticed that I'm no longer in pain. It's gone. And I thought to myself, what in God's name's happened here? Had a bit of a stretch, sort of a, you know, high knees stuff. Yeah. I told the boys, holy shit, we could be, we could be witnessing miracles yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We could be in the presence of, of something divine. Yeah, right. So they've sort of run me through my paces a little bit. So given you a couple of sort of like yeah. just some basic drills That's to sort right. of work out your agility, just, just how fast you can. Yeah, right. See, exactly. Quick off the mark. How quick am I? You know, can I react to to sort of you know engage stimuli and pressures? <laughs> <laughs> Knees up. Um, how does it react to stretching down? Maybe like just your vertical. Did you try and just really? Didn't put do something? a vertical, but I feel like if I had of, would have been rock star. Yeah, right. Would have been huge. Anyway, combine stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. You're all I've good. Been, I've been touched by God. You could, you could argue. There's been some sort of divine intervention here. I think there has been divine intervention. I think it might go back to the Friday night before. There was a lot of chatter about the the upcoming final. And you what did you did you get on your knees? And, and maybe play? maybe just because I'm I'm vocalising how much it would mean to get a W. I don't know. Maybe the Oztag gods they've they've blessed they've, me in some way. I don't you know. know. Did you pray at all? Not not consciously, but I suppose subconsciously you I was. Yeah. It was a cry for help. <laughs> I think subconsciously it was a cry for help. So I think with 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 hamstring strains, there's grades I believe one through three, three being the worst. Yeah. So, Results would indicate that maybe this was at the lower end of your grade one. Look, all I'm saying is I was in just as much pain this week as I was the week before, and the recovery time has been significantly improved. So maybe there's still a bit of fight in the old dog. So eh? maybe there's a bit of fight in the old dog. That's nah. all I'm saying. Maybe I am semi-made of granite. There, yeah, it's still you're still that good. Maybe. Look, I don't know. Still all I'm- drinking from the fountain of youth. <laughs> Whereas I am because I tap- Look, I've literally tapped into youth. Or I've been touched by something yeah. higher than us. I am gargling the bin juice of aging. You know what I mean? So, what a miracle. What a miracle. And if you'd like to come down and watch us 6.55 Thursday, Centennial Park, try and get the W. Uh, I do think that you probably need to change the name of your team to punters and dribblers next year, but I just, I mean, that's just a side note. Probably get the jerseys made. Love it. Fucking love it. on it. I love mean, it. That sponsored, makes more Sponsored sense. by. We're sponsored by. Yeah. Hello Sport. Absolutely. And I'm going to feel like a team owner because I'm not playing. My back won't have recovered in a year. You I'm going to be subs. like fucking... You can run subs. I'm like Robert Kraft. You can, look, I'll float it. You know what I mean? I'm not, not floating it. No, I think you float it. Because, I mean, it. Bucks is like, yeah. But punters and dribblers punters is... Punters and dribblers is... That's got some panache to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolute panache. <laughs> Shitloads of panache. Freaking of panache. Which is half the fucking battle in touch footy is what's the name? Well, you... If you come up against a team called punters and dribblers... You're already a little threatened. You're already fucked. You're already on the back foot a little bit going, what What are these guys about? Because they're, they're about something. They're about something. That's that's what you can be damn sure of. They're about <laughs> something. I'm not exactly... Can't put my finger on what it is yet, but they're about something. So I think we look at that. But I think we should maybe talk about some sport. Let's talk real sport. What are we, what are we talking about this week? Punters and dribblers, huge show. Absolutely enormous. Uh, we'll touch on rugby league. There's plenty to talk about. Bryce Cartwright, uh, he... Dr. Bryce Cartwright. Dr. Bryce Cartwright has made a bold uh, revelation. Um, he's also he's a scientist all of a sudden. Yes. So he's made some bold calls about the future of his children. Mm. We'll touch on that. Must touch on that. Uh, it was good to have Rugby League back on the screens. I'll give you the hot tip. Missed it. We're, God, we've missed Rugby League. And it was gorgeous to see those Maoris and those... 
those indigenous boys running around playing some elite football. They uh, do it well. We weren't the only ones that missed the footy though, Tom. Gus Gould, he's he's in desperate trouble. He's losing it. He's lost his mind. Um, look, we look into the diagnosis. Cricket, we finally, finally, for fuck's sake, bow the Big Bash League. Tom and I, we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah, because well, we have to. Because it's got us hot and steamy. It's got us hot and steamy. Almost as steamy as Glenn Maxwell. And after the bed shit of a BBL final, he's looking for everyone else to blame but himself. Yeah. Um, we'll touch on show and his absolutely grotesque form. Uh, it was the night of nights for the NBL, the premier basketball competition on the planet, Tom. The yep. Gays Awards. The Andrew Gays Awards. Obviously, they were handing out a variety of gays-based awards yes. uh, named after the great man himself. Absolutely. Obviously, when you dominate the league for so long, all awards are named after, after you. It's one of the only awards ceremonies in the world where all awards are gays-based. Or family-based gays. Yeah, family-based gays, but gays. Nonetheless. Yes. Winksy girl, she she's got done up. it. 30, uh, we may or may not be filling up her trough. Might be time. Might, she might have earned another trough full. So, look, there's plenty to get through. Shitloads. Too, too much, you might even say. Well, you could argue, but I'm absolutely chomping at the bit, Tom. Time to get into it? I'd love to absolutely tear this one a new one. <laughs> bit of cricket. Bit of cricket. Uh, obviously, the latest uh, thing hot off the press. Thank the Lord. We're talking. This is a very religious podcast, I think. And in terms of divine intervention, I believe there has been some sort of godlike intervention here in finally ending the Big Bash. It's over. Thank fuck. Thank the fucking Lord, right? Because look, we've talked about it already, but it, it's it went six weeks too long. It, it went so long, and I heard a rumor today Mate, that they it might. It is. It is. February 17th. Yeah. Well, like, that was when the final was. That was when it was. It's essentially March. You know, Call it March. You call it March. You round up. If you're past halfway of the month, it's and it's March. a short month. It's a short. It's the shortest month on the calendar, I'll have you know, Eddie. <laughs> so, thank the Lord that this fucking tournament's over. Now, had the stars continued on what was seeming like uh, just a slow plod to victory, it would have probably been the perfect finish to what was an a wildly mediocre and disappointing competition. Mm. But obviously, Reflected again, in crowds and viewers. Crowds, viewers, uh, length of the competition, throb, it was everything. But it seems like the Lord intervened here and uh, caused one of the great bedshits in Australian sporting history. Yeah, it's one hell of a bed shit. One hell of a bed shit. So what were they? They were none for 93, none chasing for 146. Uh, 146. Stoinis and Dunk were in. I think Dunk may have hit a 50. Stoinis was on 36-ish. Now, they get bowled out 7 for 14. No, they didn't get bowled out. No, they, they lost, got, seven, they lost for 14. Seven, 7 for 19, I think seven it was. 7 for 19. Uh, and then essentially it was like Zampa and Bird in there. So it was like, yeah, right, game over. So they just couldn't get it done. They couldn't get it done. But... But that's not, I don't think that's that's not the storyline we want to focus on. No, because obviously a bed shit it was, but the more... But it's it's more about how one man tried to cover up the bed shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Didn't, Throw- bother, didn't bother throwing out the sheets no, as, as a normal person would. Put some newspaper over it. If that, he's rolled, he's rolled down probably a single, a, a piece of single ply. 
toilet paper. Yeah, right. Which just, is, it's going to leak through. Well, it's also not big enough to cover the expanse of the shit, no. right? Like, the bed shit is far wider than the, the thickness of a ply toilet paper. Yeah. And we're talking about the big show, Glenn Band Maxwell. Band-Aid on a bullet wound exactly, sort of stuff. Exactly, exactly. And this was the skipper of the stars, uh, Glenn, big show, Maxie Maxwell. Yeah. The, the Tinder King, um, and he has blamed the openers. The two, the only two players in the team that got runs. But, but you know, went pretty well. So I looked into the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So he's blamed the run rate. Yeah. So they were moving too slowly, and that fucked everyone from there on out. Yeah. So the openers were going at 7.1 and over, right? And all they needed to do for victory was ramp it up to 8.8 and over with 10 wickets in hand. Right. So your fucking argument falls flat on its face. Isn't that how you won the World Cup, Maxwell? By going pretty steady and then keeping runs, uh, wickets in, the, in, in the shed and then just ramping up late? That's what you do now. Wickets in the shed, plot along, then go big late. Now, is it? It's, it's not our fault, Max, nor is it the nation's, nor is it your team's. Well, it is your team's. No, it's one hundred percent your team's fault. That's what it is. That is what it is. But it's but it's your fault specifically, and every, whoever else got out without scoring any runs. Yeah, but it kind of now becomes just almost entirely your fault because you didn't. At one hundred percent, by trying to transition blame away from yourself, you now shoulder all the all blame. the blame. You put it on fucking Stoinis, the hot boy. And Ben Dunk, who I couldn't pick in a lineup if I tried, you could put him directly in front of me and I wouldn't be able to tell what he looks like. Very forgettable Ben Dunk. Incredibly. But that's that's okay, Ben. Oh, that's fine. That's not a problem. No, just saying, not a household name, not a recognisable face. Pretty forgettable bloke. Pretty forgettable bloke. Got a nice 50 in the final. Certainly not worth blaming. You don't blame a nobody, especially when you're the show. Well, you know what it is? It's weak. It's weak as piss. It's weak. When you are the self described big show don't blame it on the dunk don't blame it on dunk don't blame it on little known dunk when you're the biggest show in town apparently start fucking shouldering some of the blame for your catastrophic collapse collapse of which you were a part of and the captain of the captain of and i mean it all started obviously stoin has got out but he'd, he'd got a nice 36 uh, and obviously his looks probably bumped that up to, what, a 50, essentially? Well, I still think their strike rates were over 100, both exactly. of them. So, so they were doing fine. And then they just proceeded to shit the bed almost nonstop. It was a, an incredible bout of gastro. Well, seven for nine, eight. But you know, what it, you know what it sort of shows? Is that 2020 is a bit of a fucking... Well, it's pyjama cricket. It's just all weird. Like it's Look, hey, a bit of fun. Bit of fun, certainly not for 48 weeks or whatever Look, it was. Look, it's a bit of fun, and that's what it is. It should be four weeks over Chrissy, pretty jovial stuff. Oh, let's watch a bit of the prawns big bash. Prawns at halftime, prawns you know what half, I mean? That's right, prawns and oysters and all that good the stuff. The hot summer seafood vibes, that's right. you know what I mean? Maybe some honey ham, yes, baby. Yes, dude. But plenty of schooners and plenty of giggles and maybe a bit of Frank Sinatra in the background, yes, you know what I mean? Yes, That's what we're talking about. It's Christmas cricket. That's what it and is. And that's all it was, and that's all it should be. And, and the- trying, to, trying to badge this up and packages it up as a as professional cricket... Or as something that we should even give a fuck about. ...is like, laughable. I don't care about it at all. I will support one team one day, and then I'll be against them the next day because it's just another game of cricket, and I might like one player from the other team. There's no... It doesn't foster any sense of, like, uh, loyalty or fucking... Even if I want to go businessy brand recognition... They're 
just all weird colors. They're like Zooper Dupers. Each team is just a different but color. They, but that's but, but yes, you can be Zooper Dupers. But Zooper Dupers are historically eaten around Christmas time and maybe one or two weeks into January. <laughs> And what I'm saying is, I don't care what flavour Zooper Duper I'm having. I just want a Zooper Duper. How many do I want? Couple. But I want them at the right time I of year. I want them at the right time. I'm not having a Zooper Duper at f- in fucking, you know. No, look. Deep into February? Who's having a Zooper Duper deep into February on a Thursday night? No. No one. No thanks. Sunday night, deep into February. Worst month for sport of the year. But also deep into February. So most people have got school, or everyone's got school, and... Everyone's got fucking jobs to go Back to. to work. It's not Zooper Duper time. Zooper Duper time has come and gone. It's completely over. There is no... <laughs> and whoever came up with the scheduling... Obviously not a connoisseur of the Zooper Duper, whoever's doing the scheduling, because otherwise they would have known that this sort of sport, this shit, this is Zooper Duper Christmas cricket, right? And we need to have this in a fucking a window of time. Five, six weeks. Five, six Absolute weeks Absolute max. maximum. Six is my... That's as high as I'll that's go. That's as long as I'm prepared to watch Zooper Duper cricket. I would, have, I would have said just off the top of my head, maybe very late November. Yes, because you're excited for the silly season. No... F- Absolutely no further than, say, January 14th, a Sunday, Monday being the opening of, of the Australian, Australian Open. Open. Very simple. That's all. It's very simple stuff. It's so easy. It's it's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. And I'll give you the hot tip. I was walking down Bondi Road once and I came across a store and the bloke was selling Zooper Doopers. I said, holy fuck, don't often see that, do you? No. So I bought some. Yeah. I bought myself two because I was really thirsty. Absolutely. And I bought Ella one because I thought she might want one. Yeah. Didn't want one. So I had three to myself. You had three Zooper Doopers. The three to myself. The, you, there, is so, there is such thing as too many Zooper Doopers. <laughs> You and found if you, the limit. If you have three, you're starting to get really close to it. And you basically, by going this deep, you're jamming six or seven downers. Yeah, and I'm yeah. now physically ill. I'm fi- yeah, I've got, I've maybe got adult onset diabetes from the sugar. I've got ulcers on my tongue and I'm physically sick. And the sides of my mouth are cut to shit. Cut- <laughs> <laughs> I look like the Joker. <laughs> Quickly, before we bow cricket, uh, just a quick shout-out to old Blue Eyes, uh, Paddy Cummins, managed to rack up a uh, a, a Don Bradman Alan Border medal Ooh. and the test, the number one test uh, ranking for a fucking bowlers, however you want to pronounce that uh, term. Well, he's the number one test, test bowler, bowler in the world. world. There you go. There you go. So congrats to Blue Eyes. Congrats to Blue Eyes, friend of the show, Beer soon. Hell of a year. Hell, hell of a, a season. Year. Now let's just let's just let's consolidate. Just take that. Let's consolidate that, and let's take it to England, and yeah. let's bring back the urn. Let's bury those pommy fucks. That's all we ask of you. That's all. Because an AB slash DB medal, coupled with best test bowler on the planet, means fuck all. If you don't come if back, if you don't come back with the World Cup and the Ashes, now, you might be like, Jesus, I thought you were just congratulating me. Now you're getting a bit hectic. No, 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 no we no. were. No, no, we were. But I mean, like, you're a professional. We're professionals. We expect professional performances, as you do from us, and we give you that. So you give us a professional performance over in England with the World Cup and the Ashes. Yeah, that's all we ask. That's World Cup and Ashes. Pretty fucking simple. Otherwise, we're gonna kneecap you. Eddie, uh, we go from one throbber to another um, and another friend of the show, Andy Bogues, Andrew Bogut. Uh, the Bogster. The Bogster. He's won the prestigious Andrew Gaze Award, the Gaze, for most valuable player in the NBL. Well, look, the prestigious Gaze Awards were on last night. They were. Uh, the NBL's Night of Nights. 
And Gazer's Night of Nights. Gazer's really, Night well. of Nights. All awards named after Gaze. Uh, did you know as well, new award this year? I don't know if we picked up on it last year, Tom. Uh, best coach of the uh, of the in the NBL. Lindsay Gaze, the old man. Is that really what it is? Swear to God. The Lindsay Gaze Award. And then what the, the young up-and-coming player is, the junior Gaze. The young Gaze. The young Gaze. Mm. And then I think, because, uh, um, what's his name? Andy Bogues also won Defensive Player of the Year. Defensively Gaze Defensively Gaze. Uh, I want to know, though, Eddie, question I had for you, and I know that you're a, I mean, we're both huge NBL fans, but mm. I know that you've got your ear to the ground with the NBL. What sort of... What sort of uh, like award does comes with the prestigious uh, Gaze Award for MVP? Like, what's what does Andrew get for that? Is it like a couple of couple of fucking like you know tickets to the to the pictures or something? What's he? Gold class. Gold class. What? Hoyts Hoyts Lux. Hoyts Lux. And what? And fifty dollars to spend. Fifty dollars to spend. Really? So it's yeah. like you maybe like you know, and that's it's probably it's probably hundred dollar face value, something like that. Across the board, so it's like the two. Maybe, can you, can maybe, you bring a friend, or is it just one ticket no, for himself? No, no, no. no, it's no, no. It's both. But he can, but he can share the fifty dollar voucher, like you know. So, so, so some, you know, maybe if you maybe were sharing it maybe with me. Like, well, yeah. So if I was sharing it with you, you'd have to buy your own ticket. But, but I could share the the food and drink. Cup. Right, and I mean, look, fifty dollars doesn't get you far in the cinemas, obviously, but still, a, still a, well, a nice know, yeah, award. But, yeah, but no, but they're pretty good at at oh, it's luck. So if you want them to cut in half a burger, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll do that for you. <laughs> they'll actually do that, will yeah, they? Yeah. And so what sort of Foods on over there. I've never been to Hoyt's Lux. I mean, it is. You Lux. can get you can get burgers, nachos. Really? Like, yeah, it's pretty high. Fit for stuff. a king. Fit for a king. You get free popcorn on on arrival. Free soft drinks. Free soft drinks. Everything else you have to pay for. So if you're if you're a chock top man, which we all are, punish Absolutely. Drivers, if you're, you're not, gonna then to, turn you're going to have to fork out your hard earned gifty for that. All right. Well, good. Congratulations, Andy. Congratulations. Uh, hell of a season, obviously. The job's not done yet, though. No, the crumble's still with some work to do. Plenty of work to do if they want to be in the big dance. And then also just the number one team in the nation. Well, the Southern Hemisphere, we like to say. Well, yes. Well, this brings me to my next point, Eddie. Well, next, next basketball-related story as we move on from the great Andy Bogues. Um... So Paddy Mills has called out Basketball Australia saying there's a significant gap between the sports governing body and the country's NBA players. And this is with regards to getting Benny Simmons and, and Paddy Mills and Joe Ingles and fucking Aaron Baines and the like out to play in the FIBA World Cup later in the year. In China, yeah. FIBA, is it FINA, or, yeah, FIBA I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. Social uh, Basketball Association probably. Something like that. The what? Federation of International Basketball Association. I mean, it could FIBA? be. It know. could be. Maybe. Um, but what I find interesting about this is I think they're just sort of, I think that the standard of Australian basketball, just for like the, the Australian Basketball Federation, isn't isn't up to scratch with the international expectations. I think that's sort of where Paddy's concern is. Well, I think it's certainly not up to what, NBA players are used to no. So you and know, I'll take, so I'll take you back to to Rio as an example. Mm. The dream team stayed on a super yacht, yeah, in the harbour, um, and they were sort of you know skippering out honeys to keep the boys you know well fed. Yes, limber, limber, yeah, well oiled. <laughs> Whereas our boys were putting up their own shower curtains, and I think even on like trundle beds. Inside some shithole apartment in the athletes. Yeah, they were in. They were on trundles. And I think Andy Bogues even like his 
he was uh, like from the from the knees down. He wasn't actually on the bed. You know what I mean? The bed wasn't big enough for a seven foot throbbing Australian. Well, I don't know about you, Tom, but I've never seen a seven foot trundle. No, historically not that long. Not the trundle, like, and the problem is with the trundle, Eddie. Historically, they've got that bit of a metal fucking kink at the end as well, so you're never really able to fully stretch out. Mm. And especially someone of of Andy Bogues's uh, immeasurable. I believe I believe he slept with his with his feet on the ground. Yes, sort of either side, straddling the bed, yes. if you will. Yeah, or like he rested his feet on the windowsill. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that puts pressure on the knees. So obviously, you know, and that's fact. I mean, I mean is that's this, that's is this, that's written into history. Now. Yeah, that happened. Obviously. When you're when you're a throbber like Ben Simmons, who's out there seed seed sowing and oat throwing. throwing. Thank you. Bit of a tongue twister. Oh, it is. I mean, he's an NBA All Star now, and I've he's, just he's, seen. He's and I've just a Victoria's Secret model. Like he's got a level of expectation. Yeah. Well, I, I've just seen him sort of jet off somewhere with someone, and I'm guessing it was Kendall. So he's he's on the job. Yeah, right. So he finishes All Star Weekend, goes and seed sows and oat throws. Goes and straight goes, into it. Goes and oils up. Yeah. Good for him. So I think that the thought of going to China, which, you know, probably not historically known for... Uh, human rights. Human rights. Basic human rights. Human rights records, poor. Yeah, it's not... But I was thinking more about, you know, what's the accommodation like? Well, that's what I mean, though. Is, with, is Paddy Mills with, is asking for basic human rights. No, but I what's think, the accommoda- Running water. What's the accommodation like... On an Australian budget, exactly right. It's it's refugee camp stuff. I think comparable to the NBA. Have you seen Fire Festival? I've heard the doc. Yes, I have seen the documentary. That yeah, it's Fire Festival. Hurricane Hurricane tents. Yes, on trundles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no running water. No. Uh, poor food. BYO water. Yeah, BYO water. BYO meals. Uh, BYO gear. Look, if I can quote Paddy Mills, he says it's got nothing to do with money. Well, I'm not doubting that, Paddy, because you're getting paid fucking... You're not getting paid to play for Australia, let's put it that way. No. I don't know if the $50 a week's going to cut it. I don't think so. Not on an NBA player's wage. So it's not got nothing to do with money. We don't play for Australia to get paid, obviously. We play for the pride of our country and the opportunity to create history by being the best team in the world. But in all honesty, there are some concerns that Basketball Australia either don't want to or can't cater to these basic needs, basic human rights, Eddie. This is a human rights issue. I think Paddy's probably been, you know... A little fairer than he may need to be. You could just tell it for what it is. No, we don't want to bring our own water. No, we don't want to sleep in hurricane tents. And no, no we don't want to sleep on shrundles. Uh, and I'm sorry, but I yeah, this is like a, a hotel bathroom in fucking PP Island in Thailand where I can't even flush toilet paper. You know what I mean? It's like the cisterns don't work, so I've got to wipe my ass and then just throw it in the bin. And Bogut's a big boy. Bogut's got a huge shit on him, Eddie. I mean, he'd lay serious cable. Mate, you think about all those boys, they're all every bit of 6'7", you know what I mean? It's almost starting point 6'7". Yeah, and they got big diets. So they'd be elite cable layers. Dude, it'd be sickening. And with, with elite cable laying comes, you know, huge demands on the cistern. The infrastructure needs mm. to be top-notch to, cape, to, be, to cope with the shit size of NBA players. It'd need to be, it'd need to be tippity-top. All right, Eddie, uh, time for a bit of uh, rugby league. God, it was nice to have footy back on Friday and on the weekend. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. 
the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. It was the bloody Super Rugby or the Indigenous and Maori All-Stars games. It was absolutely fucking brilliant. Really warmed the soul. Oh, it warmed the soul right up. Now, we'll get to... All the way up. All the way up. We'll get to those games, some of the games, some of that shit in a moment. But I think that... It'd be remiss of us not to hit on the biggest story in the NRL right now, and that is obviously uh, Bryce Cartwright and his his wife being anti-vaccination. It's a it's a bold move. It's a huge play from them, but I was heartened to see some quotes from Chantel Chanel Cartwright, twenty years old. So she's you know, well she's seen a few winners. Tom. She's an adult. Wise beyond a years, yeah, perhaps? Yeah, I'd say so. Now, look, I just want to get this article up so that for any of you living under a rock, uh, metaphorical or otherwise, uh, we can just sort of give you a little bit of an insight into what Chanel Cartwright's 
thinking was behind the decision to not vaccinate her children from things such as smallpox, polio, chickenpox, chickenpox, things that have been Hepatitis. wiped from the face of the earth. Measles. Um, yep, 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 yep. So, bear with me. Shingles. The pregnant wife of football star Bryce Cartwright has defended her decision to not vaccinate their children and is organising a gathering of anti-vaxxers. I think also, and I don't understand this one, Eddie, and maybe our our uh, pro-anti-vaxxer listeners can send in the explanation for this, but also doesn't want her kid to wear nappies. So I don't know if she's taken the Melbourne Stars approach of just shitting everywhere. But they, she's like, she's about to have another kid, and she's not. It's not going to wear nappies. So I don't know what that's about. But look, look, if you poo yourself, that's on you, bro. Miss Cartwright, who married Bryce Cartwright, uh, made frank admissions about her anti-vax beliefs and parenting methods during an Instagram Q and A, <laughs> where all great information is disseminated on an Ask Me Anything Instagram. Oi, what's like your favorite fucking type of burrito? Um, <laughs> Chanel 20, welcome to first child Coa with Bryce in 2018, preparing for the birth of the second child in the coming days. Young mother said Cartwright had not... Va- the young mother said she and Cartwright had not vaccinated their son and would not use nappies for their second child and don't trust hospitals. Right, the things that have been getting babies to fucking... Okay, don't trust hospitals. When asked by one follower whether she vaccinated her first son, Mrs. Cartwright said she was firmly against injecting her children. He is not vaccinated. None of our babies will be, the mother replied. As a follow-up question, the glamorous wag was asked whether this would affect the children going to school. Well, you don't have to look any farther than, further than America where measles was eradicated and now fucking bit of a measles issue over there. Yeah, yeah, measles are making a comeback. Yeah, yeah. Much and like Mundine. yeah. So, uh, just let me continue here because this is stranger than fiction. Mrs. Cartwright said, if unvaccinated children were one day banned from schools, she already had a contingency plan in place. They can go to school for now, but if the law changes, I'll homeschool them. So we've got... Well, she's a very intelligent woman. Now, is this a case of, of just a young girl who has... Maybe she listens to the podcast. She's, do, she's dioring. She's doing her own research here. Well, she's done her own research and from all accounts, done it from some, some pretty reputable sources. Right. So she's going to school them herself. She also admitted that while the goal, uh, Mrs. Cartwright said, instead of vaccinating, she and her husband focused on gut health uh, by excessively breastfeeding for the first six months. Excessively? Yeah. As in, I mean, guzzling down tit milk. But excessively. Yeah, I know. That kind of seems... I'm pretty sure babies just suckle when they want to. Yeah, but also excessively, almost in the description, seems like it's too much. Yeah. Like, if you excessively do anything by the virtue of it being excessive, I think it's, it's too, too much. much. Stop. It's, it's time too, to stop. Too much milk. If you drink excessively, bad. Bad. If you eat excessively, bad. Bad. If you run excessively, bad. bad. I remember Bryce. He was so defensive when I first brought it up and got angry at me for even suggesting that we shouldn't vaccinate. And then he read a package insert of a few pages of Dr. Susan Humphrey's books and saw vaccines under a different light. And now we're here. Thank God he only read a few paragraphs. Because you don't want to do too much research. But also, he, he had a pretty poor season last season and he needs to be as focused as he can be on the task at the hand. The last thing Bryce needs to be doing is reading vaccination books. But a couple of paragraphs is all you need. Well, to make a decision about the health of your child, Eddie, you well, just get the gist of it. Give me the well, cliff notes. Well, look, I mean, a couple of paragraphs to set up the, the future of your child, the health of your child, yeah. really set a, 
a solid foundation for the rest of their life, a couple of paragraphs ought to do it, I'd have And I mean, I guess we are tenants of the Dior method. We are. And I feel like maybe we are somewhat responsible for this... Not school of thought, Eddie, because I'm not anti-vax, but I am pro-Dior. <laughs> and, I mean, this is either a case of a very, a very intelligent young woman or... Uh, a cautionary tale of when Dioring goes wrong. Ben Barb's a truck driver. Do we care? No. On rugby league, Eddie, to more some more pressing situations. Just got to give a shout out to the uh, official Fitzy, Michael Fitzpayne, a punter dribbler who reached out to us uh, on Instagram. Just wanted to bring to our attention the the state of Brookvale Over, which apparently, well, described here as uh, a suburban dog park. <laughs> now, obviously, the Waratahs actually played there on the weekend, and it looked like a pile of shit, the ground. Mm. But Des and whoever his counterpart is at the Sharks literally refused to play a trial game there and have now moved it somewhere. So Fitzy sent us through the uh, photos, and it was Des moving the trial, and he's like, what's going on down here? Time for Des to step up with the groundskeeping as well. And after a bit of of back and forth, we realised that this would actually probably be a perfect opportunity for Trent Barrett to earn his keep. Maybe we get Trent down to Brookvale. He's getting paid a salary. Do we get Trent down there with some, you know, to aerate the soil? I'm not a greenskeeper, Eddie. Look, I'm not a greenskeeper either. Um, I know know an aerated footy pitch when I see one. Yeah. I think we all do. I think that's an absolutely tremendous idea because he's only going to be sitting around on his hands and his knees and who better, who better to get Manly up to or Brookie up to scratch than someone who's, who's been around the field for a couple of years now. He knows good footy grass when he sees it. Of course he's a player. He's played on elite footy grass, elite, elite rugby league grass. He knows what it, what it takes. Yeah. uh, What the standard should be at. Because, uh, dude, the, the the condition of it, it's like we may not be playing there in, uh, when the NRL season starts. Always hear this. They always get it up to scratch. Yeah, they always pull something. It's been a long right. off-season, you know? But you know the thing with, with Brookvale is, though, right, is that during the week, it's a fucking local park. Like, dogs can shit on it. No, I know. Like, dogs can go there and shit and piss on the hallowed turf of Brookvale Oval. I'm sure you could if you wanted to. Not that I would, Eddie. Not that I would. That would be sacrilegious. Yeah, but you can, right? You could take your dogs there and just have them shit on the oval. I, and I think that that maybe needs to change. Tom, did you see the All-Star game on Friday? I did see the All-Star game. What, I saw most of it. What did you think of the Harker the, uh, the, 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 well, the and then the Aboriginal? The Harker was great. The Indigenous All-Stars one, I think, is still lacking. Now, I, I, um, Look, I thought... I thought... For a, from a spectacle point of view, I'm sure culturally it means a lot to him that I don't understand. But I thought I thought it was a tremendous step up on what I've seen in the past. Well, I thought, I, thought that, I thought they really, you know, squeezed the drama out of it, juiced the drama I out of it. i tell you what you're comparing it to, though, right? So now, in previous Indigenous All-Stars games, when GI was leading it, uh, it was essentially the exact same, 
right, as that one. The one that you're thinking of was when Cam Smith led it and an injured Jonathan Thurston did some narration, and it was one of the worst things that anyone has displayed. It was akin to the like that old footage of the early Harker, yes. which was a bunch of white dudes. Yes, it was doing awful. The it, it was, was awful. And that was but for, even but I'm even I'm even comparing this one to the, the Greg English one. I still think it was an improvement on that. I, I enjoyed it. Look, I don't, I was I was into it. I was pumped nah, up. Look, I don't. Again, I'm not talking about the cultural significance because I don't understand it. I'm talking purely spectacle here. The Harker, from a spectacle point of view, gives me goosebumps every goddamn time. Now, the Indigenous one, I got a little goosebumpy. I got goosebumpy. I got fucking goosebumpy. But and was, everyone was, I was watching it with was loving it. There was too Were much... Were you watching it by yourself? I was. Well, there you go. No, mate. So, you don't a, know, so maybe, yeah, maybe that's the best time to do it when my in, my opinion isn't influenced by a bunch of pissed fucking dribblers that are hanging around, gut full of piss, all talking shit like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I but was, there's, when there's energy in the room, that's the point. For sure. But all I'm saying is there was just some silent points where you're just going like, I wish this was like a bit more fucking war dancey. It was There was a bit of it, but it wasn't enough for me. And I'm doing this as purely like if I'm on The Voice and I'm trying to spin my chair around. I'm spinning my chair around for the Harker straight away. I mean, I probably want to be seeing all of it, so maybe it's the idol and it's in front of me, and I'm saying yes. You get a yes from me, you or X Factor, yes or, or X, no. X Factor, yes or yeah. no. America's got talent, Australia's got talent, things of that nature. Look, I'm not sitting here saying it couldn't be couldn't be improved. I'm saying, I'm saying it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. It's and getting better. And maybe that's what it is. Once they all become a little bit more comfortable in actually performing it and understanding it, and you know, like. Because I think that's half of it as well. Is they probably like you could see some of them still going like, oh fuck, what. What, you, what am I doing? So I think once they all learn it a bit more, I think it absolutely needs to be a, a, a continued fixture. Like, fuck the NRL All-Stars completely off. No, fuck that off. Fuck it's that it's off Maori completely. versus Aboriginals for me now, yeah. Indigenous. It's, yeah. That was fantastic. It was wonderful. Uh, more than happy to watch that every year. Yes. Every it was year. It was good. We fucked off the nines, thank God. Yeah. Let's just start with this. Absolute rip snore of a curtain raiser. And you know what? Because... They're playing for their people and, and pride and tradition and culture and all that. You're gonna you're gonna see a good game of footy and the boys are gonna rip and tear. The Anarol All Stars, I mean, no I've never I've shit. never seen any passion. But also it's like you're picking the best Maoris and the best indigenous players to be in that team. The NRL All Stars is like you've got to pick a player from each team and then the coach gets a pick and this sort of shit and you're like, nah, bruh, fuck that shit. You wanna just see the best of what you've got going at it. Now on that, Adokar looked fucking scorching. Loved it. Oh God, he's just looking good. I love Adokar. Um, but the 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 one that I was most excited to see who didn't do as much as was old Kalen Pongy Pongs did nothing really in five eight. He said, "Look, not nothing. He fucking he. I think he maybe had a try assist or two, but." Just but it's going to take time. Of course it's going to take time. And everyone's, you know, people are blown up going, oh, fuck, you know, you shouldn't play 5-8. Then Joey's come out and going, mate, I reckon he'll win the Daly M at 5-8. Rah, rah, rah. All I would say here, Eddie, and I must stress to the punter dribbler listening that I know nothing with which I speak about, nor do you. But that's prefaced every show. Of course. And, and, one, and prefaced once again is that I just would have liked to have seen a young throbber who comes in the NRL Gets second in the Dally M's, probably only lost it because he got injured late. Went to Origin, throbbed, played fucking for his club, throbbed at fullback. Throbbing. Throbbing. Like, why not just allow this little thrower 
to fucking throb for to a do couple what he more years. But to do what he does best. That's it. And that's throb. That like Lockie, Lockie. But Lockie was allowed to throb. He was allowed to throb. He was given room to throb. And then he went, okay, now I'm at a point now where I've throbbed he, enough at fullback. And but when, now but like once to, he really got a feel for the game and he'd done his throbbing, he could then transition and throb once more. And even when he transitioned to 5'8", I don't think he throb... Like, he didn't go straight into dominating, right? So this is a man who had throbbed in national colours, Eddie, in Darren Lockyer, and then got moved to 5'8", and took some time to get his throb on again. Like, and you're wanting KP to do it in one year. Ridiculous. I just think it's like, just let the kid throb. Let him throb. Let him throb. And let us watch him throb, yeah. which is half the fucking thing. Like, yeah. We watch to be entertained. We watch, we watch to see a spectacle. That's it. And with him at fullback, with that one on his back, he's, he's throbbing. Bit more space. I think it's probably a little Bit soon. Time. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah. So, look, obviously, Joey thinks he'll win the Dallium at 5'8". And Joey, we respect his opinion. Well, he's the best. He's the best compare in the in the uh, in the game. In the game. So but, look, I'll. I'll but listen. we are just also saying, let him throb. Um, Bow rugby league with this Eddie, and nothing to me exemplifies more the desperate trouble or the desperate need we have for rugby league to return to our screens as quick as fucking possible than Gus Gould. Tweeting about Married at First Sight. Poor old Gus is so deprived of fucking rugby league that he is tweeting about Married at First Sight. And, like, with with a real knowledge of what's going on in the show, this isn't just like a, you know, oh, Married No, he's first... watching. This is, let me just read this tweet. And so for those that don't know, he's tweeting about a couple that are cheating on their, mar- their partners on the show. Sure. Why don't the experts out Inez and Sam over their behaviour? They have video evidence. Why allow them to do this? Why not confront them with facts and ask them to explain themselves in front of the group? Why allow them to treat Bronson like this? Hashtag maths. Is this fair? Is it a stitch? What do you mean? Is he is he trolling? <laughs> you think... As, his, as, as a... As a as has he's, he been hacked? Well, as A, has he been hacked... B, has he lost his mind? Or C, as a family member, played one of the great stitches? No, I think he's losing his mind. I think this is... You think, this is you think option B? Option B. Premier Rugby League caller, uh, deprived of rugby league. He's been watching Zupa Duper shit all summer. Gone far too long. And he's, had, he's had too many Zupa Dupas. And now he's at his wits And now he's end. lost his mind. He's absolutely losing it. And the only way to bring this man back from the brink... Is a little rugby league. I guarantee you won't be treating if if option B is in fact true. He's certainly not going to be treating about treating about maths once that game starts. Of course, Thursday, not. March, March 14. 14. Stiff for it. Absolutely dripping. Uh, so I guess all we can do is pray for Gus. Pray for Gus. Hashtag pray for Gus. Um, maybe he's in trouble. That he's man's in desperate, in desperate trouble. trouble. He's in desperate trouble. We need to maybe get someone even just over to his house. He, maybe we just need to post him up in bed and just put Fox League on. But you're absolutely right. This is what happens to elite rugby league minds when, when they, they don't, don't have, have enough rugby, rugby league to league. talk about. Yeah. Because, like, if you dedicate so much of your life to one thing and you get that taken away from you, before you know it, you're a 60-something-year-old man and you're tweeting about maths. Ever heard of withdrawals? Yeah. This is your classic this case. This is your classic this case. This is your classic case of rugby league withdrawals. And Be a great ad. It's dangerous. Fox Sports should do something. They really should do something. 
or nine or whoever he fucking calls. Or we do it. Yeah. Because that's that's one hell of an advert. Save Gus. Uh, Eddie, Winx does her 30th, 30 as fuck. It's official, Winx, 30 as fuck. She's so 30. She's so 30. She's so goddamn 30. Suddenly 30? Is that a, is that a thing? She's so, well, I don't know if she's suddenly 30. No, I just thought Because she's movie. one, yeah, it was, but it almost implies like. That she didn't earn. She, she didn't movie. earn that. She earned every fucking, every, every, every race. Everyone. Can I say this though? Well, actually, just funnily enough, because you say she earned every race, and obviously I would never dispute Winx. Great friend of ours, personal friend of ours, uh, godmother to my youngest. Um, and <laughs> the race on the weekend, obviously Chris Waller trained. Yeah. Eight horses running. Yeah. Six of those eight were trained by Chris Waller. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Is Happy Cla- Who's Happy Clapper trained by? I don't know. Poor old Happy Clapper just can't catch a fucking trick. I heard something the other day. Happy Clapper has won the second most prize money in history over its, over the mile. Other than Winks. the Queen, obviously. So, look, I understand. But the thing about it is, she's fucking... Because she's dominated everyone, no one wants to race her. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So, so Waller, Waller has to... Waller has to... He has to. He also trains a fuckload of horses. Yes. I get your point, but I'd, I'd be very careful about de- degrading the great name. I would not be doing that. Yeah. I would not be. As you've said, godmother to your children. Godmother to my children um, and great friend to my partner. They often spend time together, they go shopping and stuff. Of course, of course. So, Winksy Babe, um, guess no. who's getting a big fresh chop? Guess who's getting a VB, babe? <laughs> she gets them every week, but she may only be getting three more. So this is, I mean, drink this up. Absolutely enjoy this, babe. Because, I mean, if the rumours are true and you're you're hanging up your little booties, right. just, just bathe in this one. Yeah. Bathe in it, babe. Congratulations. Beer soon, babe. We'll obviously get that to you uh, pronto. Um, have that put in the trough for you. And also say send our best to Bruce, who I'm sure is... With you. ...satisfying you. Need, Immeasurably. Needing you, wanting you, taking you. Loving you. Loving you. Holding you. Absolutely. Just, you know... Working you. Working his way... Into you. Every inch of your body. <laughs> Great to see the rugby union back on the screens. Uh, Quade Cooper. <laughs> Look, maybe that was a little hyperbolic way to start the rugby union chat. Might be because the podcast has been going for four and a half days. Quade Cooper came back with a bit of a throb in his step, and it was nice to see in a World Cup year. I believe Mardo described it as the most dominant 5-8 performance from an Australian 5-8 in three years against the Brumbies. That's that's high praise. High praise. Didn't watch the whole game, Eddie, obviously because I had things to do, life to live. But Quaid did look pretty good. He looked good from what I saw, and we we're flicking. So we'd watch, we'd watch, you know, rugby league until there was no more to watch. Until there was an ad, and then oh, there was half time, and yeah, then and back. then you go to rugby union, and then you. From, from what I saw, looked pretty sharp. Yeah, looked good. Looked sharp. Uh, so excited for that. Uh, you know, excited to potentially win another World Cup. We were sort of talking about it, but with with him in the way, uh, sort of in the form he is. Look, it's going to have to take more than one week. Of course, Eddie, but I yeah. mean, are you not a little optimist? You know what I mean? I'm, I am. I'm a filthy little optimist when it comes to my bloody national teams. And if I see Will Genia and Quade Cooper and then even Billy Meeks throwing little chip kicks out to... Billy looked great. Billy looked great. But i tell you who looked even better and who I am kind, I'm going to bring into a team that we're sort of developing slowly, the Hello Sport Hot Boys. Cultivating it. Cultivating a team, the Hello Sport Hot Boys. Obviously... 
sport, not sports specific, just purely looks based. Stoinis is in there. Pat Cummins is in there. Um, but Jack Maddox. Hot boy. Now, do your own research here, punish dribblers, but just go and spy the young man. Jack Maddox, welcome to the Hello Sport, Hot Boys. You're in. Probably there with Angus Crichton as well, friend of the show. Stoinis is in there. Stoinis. Blue eyes. Blue eyes. And there probably are some other ones, but, you know... We're, look, we're just adding them slowly. We're adding them slowly, like the baggy greens. So, welcome to the Hello Sport Hot Boys, James uh, Jack Maddox. Great double on the weekend. Also, shout out to the the Rugby World Cup hero, Sam Carter, for scoring a try. Oh, I love seeing that. Love seeing that from the big fella, the Corindai kid. The WC yeah. hero. So, congrats to Sam. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh Stiff shit. Before we go, we're not handing out a baggy green, but I just want to give the punters. Inter- oh, we got an interesting, an interesting message during the week that's got me excited. Right? It's got me pumped up. It's got me excited about the because it's a hell of an idea. If we, get, if this, if this gentleman, uh, whose Instagram handle is Ironside, Alex Ironside, sure, he's a punter and dribbler. That's all that matters. But he's also a plumber. He's a plumber. So let me just read you his submission in, you know, what he's hoping I think will secure him a baggy green. Fellas, there's been a lot of chat about fighting plumbers, the NPL. And look, I think it would be rude not to have an elite plumber in your 11. So as a token, so as a token of this, I'd love to send you an award for pipe layer of the week. Love it. Whilst pipe isn't always getting laid, there's no doubt once the league season starts to heat up, we might see a lot of people competing with Soft George and Big Papi. And if I have to fight Justin Hodges, I will. No questions asked, beer soon. Now, if this motherfucker, and I'm just telling you, Alex, if you're listening, if you send us a trophy in some form... Look, I'll leave the creative aspects up to you. Yes. But it has to involve pipe. That's it. Obviously, because you're a plumber. Yes. And it needs to be, you a- know... About laying pipe. It has to be about laying pipe. And it needs to be some sort of, you know... Some sort of plaque. On plaque. There needs to be a plaque. Pipe layer. Yeah. Pipe of layer the week. of the week. If that's on there and you've mounted some sort of pipe, plastic or brass, preferably brass, the, the B-Greens are yours. B-Green is yours. And if we are out of B greens, then we'll go and get one especially made. But I wouldn't. And you could be twelfth man. You could be twelfth man. But just, it's a fantastic idea. If you get it off the ground, huge. And if you don't, then I'm. We'll probably block you because you've got our hopes up. And also, just know that if you do get this off the ground, you will have instigated the the pipe layer of the week. Uh, uh, an award that may transcend the podcast that's itself. It, this could go global, and that's and that you will be a part of that. You'll be a, a, an intrinsic part of. You this will podcast. have invented it, yeah. So and you will have made the trophy, yeah. And you will be wearing a baggy green. So what's not to fucking like about about getting out your ass and doing it? That's all it is. Because the because the positives here are immense. That's it. We've already seen. We put up on our Instagram a couple of videos and shit of of I think King Dribble received his baggy green. In KD the got his over in New York. Look gorgeous. Yeah, absolute dribbler. King of the dribbles. King of the dribble. Now got to actually Eddie at this point in time remind the punter and the dribbler that these baggy greens would not be possible without the help of baggycaps.com. Would not these motherfuckers. Helped us from concept to creation 
to it sitting on the head of a king dribbler in New York or a bloody uh, a punter and a dribbler over in England or in Portland or wherever we're sending these fucking things and postage ain't cheap. And they've made it all possible. So we've got to give a shout out to BaggyCups.com. 100%. Dream Weavers. We had the dream to have Baggy Greens and they have made it possible. They've waved it into reality. You really do, even just to see what's possible, go to BaggyCups.com. And just when you see how fucking cheap it is and how good they actually are, I'm not saying you're necessarily going to go make a baggy green now. You may not need one right now, but you're going to be... It, there will come a time in every man's life, Eddie, and I've always said this. You've always said it. Where you're going to need a baggy green or a baggy of some colour. And there is a place to go for that. And that is baggycaps.com. And that's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. When that moment arrives, and it will... It's going to come. You go to, baggy, go to baggycaps.com and you make a purchase... And fulfill your destiny. That's it. It's about fulfilling your destiny. And wearing dreams. Because, you know, like you can have dreams, right? And you can see dreams manifest into reality. But to actually be able to wear a dream, that's a different story. And that's what... Have you ever worn a dream? We have. We have. And a couple of punters and dribblers are wearing them right now. Yeah. They're wearing dreams. Yep. So... Something to think about. Something to think about. Keep it in mind. Yep. Um, Hell of a show. Hell of a show. Huge show. Um, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram for all your Hello Sport needs. Um, As we've said before, it's the greatest Instagram account of all time. Correct. That's not us saying that. That was voted uh, at the Instagram. Time. Yeah. Time did a poll. Yeah, yeah, they did. Time Magazine, I yeah. believe. Um, please like, subscribe, and five stars on whatever way you do that. I think it's on iTunes. I don't know what it means or what it actually does for us, but I think it helps. So if you can just go and like, subscribe, five stars, leave a comment, it helps somehow. It does. So do it. But five stars. Five. Well, obviously, we're mate. We're on. We're on five stars, baby. We haven't had anything but. So, let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. Comments. This has been a very long podcast. It's been very long. Fucking chocolate block full of dribble. Absolutely laden with dribble. And we've done it all for you, the punter and the dribbler. So, uh, last thing, shout out to my cousin, he turned 30, Hamish. Big, he's, a, he's a regular listener. Happy 30th. Happy 30th, mate. Can't Congrats. wait to sync with you. Uh, that's about it for this week. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>